0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's Community Access Media Organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And yeah, thank you for being with us on The Vedic Wisdom. I want to talk to you about the power of good association. We are all independent in our choices of who we hang out with and who we don't. We're all independent in our choices of where we work. We are not independent in our choices of who our family is, but we are independent into who we choose to associate among our family or not. It isn't true that one should gauge their association by blood relationship. It should be by the conscious relationship. I know many people who have a better relationship with one of their parents than the other, or totally dislike one parent or the other. Same thing with siblings. Some of their brothers and sisters are cool and some of them are completely unreachable. It should be a matter of their consciousness, not a matter of the fact that they are born in your family. And this is true about your entire life. You should be gauging your association by their consciousness level. On merit, not on anything else, on merit. How good are they for you, to you, with you, because of you? But how much of it is positive beneficial interaction in the human species as opposed to confusing, implicating, contangling, getting entangled. Oh, he helped me do this. Oh, what did it turn into three days later? <laughs> well, the same thing is true. What do you value? What is important to you? This is the side of merit in association we need to be very conscious of. You can find someone to treat you everything from horrible to wonderful. They're all out there. And you are the one that has to say, I'm not wasting my time here anymore. I'm not going to come over. I'm not going to have them over. I'm not going to call, text, read, write, whatever. I'm not going to have anything to do with these people. They aren't helping me in my head, in my life. Everything becomes a problem. And you have to remove them from your association. Okay, so we're going to remove a bunch of nonsense from our association. Go by, get away, see ya. delete you, la, 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 la. But what do you replace it with? How do you know how to choose? Where do you understand? Where do you uh, interpret that these people are good for me? It's not too hard to figure out these people are bad for me. But the next person you meet, they'll try to tell you they're good for you. They'll try to act like they like you, they want to help, they want to be friends, they want to whatever. But how do you determine whether they're real or not, true or not, actually going to be good for you? We see this so much in relationships, boy, girl, whatever. They were so nice together for a while, and then it went west. The honeymoon's over, okay? In the relationship, not a marriage even, in a relationship, you meet someone, you think it's going to be good, and they turn out, oh, man, they're not treating me for nothing. They're not treating me like they care. They're not treating me like a friend, a little lover. And you see these different aspects of interaction in life. And you have to be able to choose which one's good for me, who is good for me, how am I getting along? And the situation is, you should be looking for the best association you can find. You should be seeking out the highest beings you can separate from the crowd. Maybe you're unlikely, you wouldn't think you'd be friends with them, or you wouldn't think it would work out, wouldn't be a match. But if their consciousness is right, if you're working on the concept of merit, how good are they? And how good are they with you? i want to read you just a very short little paragraph. This is out of the Shemad Bhagavatam, and it's in the description by the sage Narada Muni about his life. In his previous younger years of his life. And how the value of the association he got and the perspective that they bring. This is a pretty high point of view. It's pretty good. So this is a clue to give you guidance from the Vedic literature about how to look for the best type of association and what it is that actually makes a difference. Let me read this. The wonder of the atmosphere, surcharged with devotional service to the Lord, is described by the great sage Narada Muni. He was the son of a most insignificant parentage, He was not properly educated. Still, because his complete energy was engaged in the service of the Lord, he became an immortal sage. Such is the power of action in devotional service. The living entities are the marginal energy of the Lord, and therefore they are meant for being properly utilized in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. When this is not done, one situation is called maya. Therefore, the illusion of Maya is at once dissipated, as soon as one's full energy is converted to the service of the Lord, instead of incense gratification. So he is an example. He became an immortal sage because he was able to dedicate himself into selfless devotional service. This is a clue. This liberates you from all misconceptions, all struggle for existence, all temporary conceptions of reality. It dissipates instantly the illusion that you are this body. It liberates you immediately by associating with beings who are actually in devotional service and being engaged in devotional service yourself. It is the most powerful atmosphere. So, in your evaluation of your day-to-day life, where's the highest people? If you don't have any that are really any different than anybody else, you need to seek some out. Look for them. Associate. Call them up. Get a hold of them. Go see. Listen closely. Find out those great beings that are out there. Find out those spiritual people that are among the reality and be one of them yourself. Learn how to do devotional service. The Vedic literature gives nine processes of devotional service. Starts by hearing the transcendental knowledge, hearing the Maha Mantra, then saying, singing, repeating, talking, discussing, and analyzing. Working on your depth of understanding of what is service. And there's many, many types. Once one becomes proficient in understanding how to see, act, and perform devotional service, He's able to do devotional service almost anywhere, all the time. So you have the potency. By studying the Vedic literature and learning, what is this atmosphere surcharged with devotional service? What is that like? And where do I find it? And how do I learn it? Then you're empowered. You don't have to stick around. Come go do whatever, but that knowledge, that realization, that application of the proper medicine for the particular disease is necessary. Everyone should be picking up the understanding of how one can become immortal by his daily acts. Simply by changing from sense enjoyment to devotional service. We are so absorbed in trying to enjoy ourselves It's the fixation of everybody. All the different people, all the different expressions of society, all the different ideas that we're supposed to strive for are just different approaches to enjoyment. Enjoy through your senses, taste, touch, smell, etc., etc. We have to curb the sense enjoyment by replacing it with devotional enjoyment. And it's a small thing to learn. It's not, it doesn't take forever. It takes a bit, it takes a bit of study, it takes a bit of commitment, but you make commitments all the time. You have to get to work every day. There's all sorts of things you do. Know, oh, you have to learn how to run your phone. They don't give you a book. You have to work with it and work with it and work with it and work with it until you know how to do everything. And then you can do two phones, three phones, 12 phones, any phone, or get a job at the phone company. Now, we're talking about how to free your consciousness and free your life from the cycle of birth and death. We're talking about how to free yourself from association that's not helping your life. The power of association, where you learn the science of devotional service is the most powerful. This particular sage, Narada Muni, became an immortal sage. He's free and independent to travel throughout all of the spiritual and material universes. He's in a constant state of happiness. He achieved it in one life by taking some time, just a few months of his time, in learning the art of devotional service and accepting that training and living that training, and he changed. So there's very little that we can do in the material world that's going to reap that level of reward or return. We don't rarely get any good return. The wages are bad and the returns on life and effort and everything is so temporary. Worked all 10 years and made a wonderful farmlet and sure enough had to sell. Somebody tears it to pieces. I want to make what I want to make. Blank slate. Clean it out. So even the things we work so hard can be destroyed easily. So this enjoyment propensity doesn't really have any long-term benefit. But the service has the eternal benefit. So in weighing up what to do with one's life, in weighing up what to do with your skills and abilities and unique qualities, etc., devotional service must be on that list or you haven't figured it out yet. Or you're going to just waste your time instead of in this category, in the other or that or the next category, as opposed to getting out of these categories and getting into the transcendental platform of service. ...that is so beneficial, an atmosphere surcharged, it at once dissipates the illusion of existence. My goodness, that's some potent stuff. So this is an important understanding, the power of association. Don't waste time on people beneath you. I've quoted before the statements by Lord Buddha. If one meets not with his equal or his greater, keep to a solitary path... You're better working on yourself on a daily basis than you are hanging out with people that will just distract you into nonsense. And this is what's happening. The phones are distracting the people from any time to do what's right. They're looking from one materialistic conception or one material enjoyment to another to another to another to another on a rapid fire endless chain of nonsense that doesn't change your life. You look at how much of the stuff you look at or work on or think about that actually does not change your life. Your lifespan is for you to develop yourself and change things. Change your focus, change your consciousness, change what you achieve in this very life. And so, take advice from a great sage, realized soul, celebrated personality in this universe. In Well, in more than that. The sage Narada Muni is very prominent in the pastimes and activities of the Lord and his transcendental devotees. He's very prominent. He comes and goes throughout many planets in the universe and associates with many of the purified souls. You or I can associate with him. He's that benevolent. If he sees us trying, he's very willing to help us. He's trying to bring us by his own example and then by his current activities. He's constantly traveling the universe to encourage those devoted to the Lord to improve their service, to come out of any misconception, illusion. We're all carrying so many illusions. The living entity and the dog and the tree and the bug and the fish, they're all the same as you and I. But their level of illusion, their level of contamination is that much thicker than yours. You can see these different categories in proper perspective and you can change it, they can't. So the responsibility you have in the human form of life is beyond, well, what do I want to get out of it? It's beyond, am I enjoying myself? How childish. It's more over to what is my duty here? What is my service? What is my best interest? And that is given here by the sage to live in a wonderful atmosphere, surcharged with devotional service. Even if one has insignificant parentage, not properly educated, but still he understood what type of action to do versus what not to do. That's all. He became an immortal sage. This is what we all should be. We are immortal, so you might as well be a sage. You might as well be pure, divine. You might as well be elevated, an advanced person with proper mentality and actions. Aware of who you really are, how you got here, why you're here. What is your duty and responsibility? Where do you go at the time of death? All of these should be answered completely to your satisfaction. This is the divine side of us all. We're not working on it. We all need to work on this we all want to the all the people looking for yoga all the people looking for a retreat all the people looking for peace of mind all the people looking for health and vitality all the people looking for good sleep all of these things is as though they're in a prime condition to become a realized person you as a human have the tendencies already in you it's just a matter of are you exercising your free will and independence yet or correctly So, association is one of the biggest tools that we all have. Living without an association of a purified person is very uh, dry. Very dry. How many people are happy with their association? How many people are vibrant? How many people are getting somewhere? Every type of association will give you a buzz for a short period. Every type. But many of them end up dwindling out very quickly and don't give you what you're looking for in the long run. The Vedic literature is providing you with a system and understanding and a method that is permanent. There is no loss on this path. That's what it says in Bhagavad Gita. There is no loss on this path. The one's endeavor for self-realization is maintained, retained. Everything else is, is let go because it's material in nature. It's not potent enough to remain in your consciousness, to remain elevating your understanding. By the association of purified souls, by the association of the spiritual master, disciples of the spiritual master, those dedicating themselves to the service of the Lord, those dedicating themselves to higher conception of reality, a true conception of reality, they're self-controlled and they don't have attachment for temporary things. We see in our modern society, sport is held up in front of society in so many ways as a goal of life. Vedic literature says this is childish. One should not have a, an attraction to sport, it's a distraction. No attachment for sports, even though he was a boy. He was self controlled, not naughty, and he didn't speak more than was required. Nowadays, people have phones and they don't speak hardly at all, they text. It's hard to get to talk to people. It's wonderful to talk to people. So we're in a situation where our discernment has to be sharpened. When we discover in ourselves some negative quality that isn't up to standard, we have to route it out. When lust, greed, anger, envy, selfishness, criticism, arrogance, when these qualities start to manifest in you, you must route them out. You're not to accept them. You're not gonna keep going. You have to knock them down. So this is the situation. you have to be working diligently with your good qualities and your determination and you keep yourself improving. This is a responsibility. This is what we're supposed to all be taught in school, to become a better person, to work on oneself, sense control, mind control, intelligent, knowledge gathering, patient, peaceful, sincere, determined, respectful. The list is long of the good qualities that are there in you to be developed. Our responsibility is to see that we develop them. I can't let me be neglectful. You can't let you be neglectful. You can't be your poorer self and use some excuse to say it's okay. None of us can. That's being irresponsible. We cannot deny our responsibility. We have the human form of life and it is unique. What is the uniqueness of the human form of life? We're responsible. We're held responsible. We know we're responsible. We take responsibility and we overcome our inadequacies and difficulties, confusion, illusion. This is within our grasp. This is within your reach, my reach, even this, as I've read here, not in a very good parentage, not well educated, but he was not naughty. He wasn't a mouthy. He was controlled as a little person. And he associated with spiritual people and he engaged in devotional service and he is completely transformed thereafter. This is what you need. I need. I want. You want the highest reward, goal, objective in life. Everybody has this oh, I don't care. I don't care. Maybe I will go to hell. I'm enjoying myself now. I don't care. Yes, he does. Whoever's saying that is bluffing. If you're faced with a tragedy and right in front of your face, You'll care. And if you realize you can avoid that by being responsible on a daily basis, you should care. You will care. So, this is our situation. This is our responsibility as a human. Improve yourself, work on yourself, give of yourself, become the selfless, intelligent, divine person that we all actually are. Engage in the service of the Lord, be engaged by the grace of the spiritual master. The Vedic literature says, by the grace of the spiritual master, one receives the mercy of the Lord. And it's by the grace of the Lord that one receives a real spiritual master. So the spiritual master for this age is his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Read all about him, a wonderful, astonishing, magnificent, intelligent, realized soul, who has nothing but your benefit in mind, has given astonishing intellectual level of instructions for our benefit and he's there and available for you to take refuge in and follow his instructions and you will be eternally benefited he is empowered by the lord to deliver the message of bhagavad-gita without adulteration and he did it wonderfully and that knowledge is available to you in his book bhagavad-gita as it is by reading and understanding that book, you associate with the spiritual master. You understand his point of view and perspective. He's kindly listed it in his writings in the book to you. For your benefit, a totally selfless, for your benefit service to you. This is what we're talking about today. Selfless service to others it's the, gives the highest benefit service to God, devotional service. Srila Prabhupada is the empowered person to bring the devotional service message to this world, to this planet, to this age. And all of us can participate in that and all of us have the opportunity simply by reading his books, look him up, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. You can even guess at the way it's spelled and you'll find him on the Internet. He's so powerful, so wonderful. He's so famous and his teachings are pure. Some of his followers are, some of his followers aren't. Everyone's trying to mature. But the knowledge from the spiritual master is absolutely pure and unadulterated. So, we suggest that you reach your highest qualities. Follow the example of this particular great sage, Narada Muni. Lifting yourself to the best association of selfless devotional service, even for a time. And learn devotional service.